Thank you for tuning in to Conversations with KC, a segment brought to you by the Keeping It Real with KC podcast. Here, the conversations are raw and casual with people from a plethora of backgrounds and your favorite host, KC Phoenix. All right, perfect. I have my second guest on the Keeping It Real with KC podcast. And my second guest is Wajid, and he is having a conversation with me right now. There is a lot that can be discussed because based off, and like I was telling you earlier, Wajid, I didn't do a lot of research, but the little bit I did, it seems like you're sort of a renaissance man where you've done a little bit of everything. So... Go ahead and tell the audience some of the things that you would like for them to know. Well, coming from South Asia, you know, uh, in order to cook a good curry, you have to have different ingredients, some some spicy, some not so spicy. And I guess uh, being a South Asian guy, I can I can just say, yeah, I it's a, it's a collaboration, different experiences that 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 create the character that we are today, and and it goes. It goes with uh, all your listeners as well. You know, all the experiences that your listeners have gone through uh, accumulate to to what they are at the present. And uh, uh, I, I look at it as karmic experience: some good, some very, some indifferent, and some very, very painful experiences. And uh, it's that accumulation of experiences that uh, have kind of got me to the point where I am now. Uh, uh, more. A humble, uh, less egotistic, egotistical and prideful person. Um, sometimes uh, life uh, shows you some experiences that uh, that make you, uh, you know, a lot more wiser and more gentler, more compassionate uh, because of those experiences. Well, they say with age comes wisdom. Now, you're saying that you're a little bit more humble, a little bit less ego. Now, I always tell people that sometimes ego is a good thing. Because I, I, I'm a strong believer in in self-esteem <laughs> and in things of that nature. But well, self-esteem is self-esteem. Self-esteem is good in itself, but ego can can also create pride. And um, there's there's always good to have some uh, form of positive ego, like you said, with self-esteem. But uh, sometimes. Uh, Egos can turn to uh, dictatorships that can turn that can turn to raging wars, and we've seen that over the mankind's history, unfortunately, uh, over and over again, based on pride and ego. Right, it's kind of cyclical when it comes to those things where pride can get in the way. Now, what were some of the things that you you said you? became a little bit more peaceful, a little bit more humble. What were some of the experiences that took you down that path? Um, I, you know, I've always had a kind of spiritual path. I was born in Pakistan, and I moved to, in, my parents moved to England at the age of uh, three. And uh, um, from there, we, we, there was no such thing as being on an airplane or airports, we traveled by bus and train. It took five weeks to get from Pakistan to England. Wait, 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 and wait! Then, before you, hold on, back up. <laughs> <laughs> I have to make sure I'm understanding this correctly. You said you there wasn't. You didn't go by plane. You said by bus and by train, and it took five weeks. Five weeks. Yeah, we we um, my parents were very poor. They lived in the slums of uh, Lahore. And uh, decided, my father decided finally that uh, to give his children a better life to go to England where they had menial jobs being offered for Commonwealth citizens at that time. And um, yeah, we, we, we packed our meager belongings, went through uh, uh, Afghanistan, Iran, Turkey, Greece, uh, uh, Yugoslavia, and uh, to France and then cross the uh, cross the English Channel uh, on on to to Dover and then then to the north of England. So my hum- my beginnings were quite humble uh, in, in themselves. And uh, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't born in a privileged middle class <laughs> society, <laughs> but but um, 
And then in the north of England, uh, we lived in within Mollish Means, and uh, I was there till the age of ten. And then we moved to London when I was when I was ten, and uh, I went to high school in the in the East End of London, which was a rough part of of, of London. Uh, ex- experienced a lot of uh, racism, a lot of beatings, a lot of uh, insults, and whatever. But also good things as well. Got a formal education, uh, went into the technical field, and eventually uh, became a field service engineer, uh, repairing computer systems around um, southern England. So I did that for a little while, and then, um, then from there I uh, moved to to the states and uh, worked for primarily Los Angeles, and I was there in Los Angeles for over thirty years. Um, Again, in the technical field, I worked for TRW as a field service engineer around Southern California. And then in 1997, um, my uh, spiritual uh, guru or yogi master uh, passed away. And uh, I, I, I got into a kind of a state of deep depression, and I couldn't get out of it. And my wife at the time, she said, well, you remember in England when... You went in front of the high school and you made everybody laugh and your drama teacher pleaded with you to get into comedy and acting and uh, why don't you, why don't you do that? Maybe get, get, get over this, uh, depression. So at that time, I was, I had a little computer store in Hollywood by Sunset and Highland, a uh, little computer repair shop. And, uh, so I took some stand-up comedy lessons, found that I was still funny at the age of 39 than when I was at the age of uh, 15 and started hitting the open mics at the Laugh Factory comedy store and sometimes sticking a turban on my head <laughs> with, <laughs> Indian, with an Indian accent. And so they all liked the, the uh, Apu image. And uh, so it made, it made people laugh. And I was, I was quite content with that. So this woman walked into the store one day and she uh, I fixed her Apple computer and she... She kept staring at me, and I finally said, why do you keep staring at me? She said, well, you have an interesting face. I said, so? She said, well, I'm a casting director. I didn't even know what a casting director was. I said, so? She said, well, <laughs> let's, get you an, let's get you an agent. So, <laughs> so, so she gets me an agent, and I start booking commercials, and uh, the, the, the uh, computer business, kind of went under at that time, the computer repair business, because people like, you know, um, Fries and Circuit City and, uh, you know, right. um, Best Buys. They were, they were just gobbling up the small businesses. So my, my business kind of went under. So I, I decided to, um, to, to, <laughs> from technical, uh, to, to, um, to comedy and, and acting and, uh, managed to be, uh, a, a union actor for over 20 years. Um, got steady work, did a bunch of commercials and parts in sitcoms and movies, did some voiceover. And, you know, of course, you know, Hollywood is so competitive and only a small percentage, like, make it big. But compared to many actors, I was very fortunate that I did get uh, steady work. So um, and then uh, I moved here to North Carolina a couple of years ago, stayed close to family, and uh, that's where I am uh, these days. Wow. Now, with being a service engineer, a technical service engineer, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. for that part, is that something that you ever miss? Because as you were mentioning before, all of the the computer service shops, they faded away because of, like you said, Fry's and Circuit City and Best Buy and so on and so forth. Yes. And it's kind of interesting because now, after... Other things, after things have evolved in technology, Radio Shack faded away. Fries right. is kind of, I've been to Fries a few times, it's never been that full. <laughs> well, the, fry, the Fries in Burbank uh, closed down recently as well. Oh, wow, see? Yeah, I, I've, I usually go to the one in Woodland Hills. And it's interesting how that happens, but do you still use any of those skills in anything today? Well, it's really interesting. Um, um, uh, this woman that that, uh, that got me the agent, um, she was a casting director. 
she had she finally uh, we became actually good friends from that day I, I, I we've been friends for 20 years now um and she she got to the point of burnout where she actually just um had enough of casting and she she she, she went into actually uh, more of a she's a buddhist virtual life and um and I think the same with me. I can, for me, the technical was just burnout because, you know, in the repair field, it's like we, you know, especially in America, it's like we want it yesterday, you know. And so right. all that, all that stress and tension and pushing. So I kind of got burnout. I, I, I enjoyed it when I was younger. I don't think it was something I would do. And, and then in the, in the background of my life, again, was my spiritual life. Which I, I kept in the background. I didn't talk much about it um, till only recently when I um, I published uh, uh, my first book uh, that I've written, which came out on Amazon last year, called the uh, the struggle for world sanity. And I was inspired to write that because there were some mystical and spiritual experiences that I've had in my life that I kind of kept to myself. And the title of the book was was apt because it was right during COVID. And what was really interesting, Casey, is that um, when the book was published, it went straight to number one bestseller on Amazon on two categories. First was spirituality and mysticism, and the other one was UFOs. And so, of course, it didn't stay number one, but it was it really, it really was a good indication to me that there was a tremendous amount of interest in these in these two subjects. And so. Um, you know, from technical to acting and comedy, uh, I've now kind of gone through the third phase of my life, which is now uh, more uh, uh, opening myself up and letting the letting the public know about uh, you know truths that I've kept to myself with with the organization that I belong to, my yogi master, and opening themselves up to information that generally the mainstream media. Uh, doesn't really talk about, and uh, so I think that's one of the reasons I'm I want to be on your show right now is is to is to reveal certain aspects of truth which uh, I don't think your listeners have uh, heard before. But on top of that, we you know we're, we're in a situation right now where um, there's, there's there's a tremendous amount of uh, of, of um, you know, globally, there's there's so much going on in a very negative way. The media is portraying, you know, violence and blood and guts and hatred. And so um, another reason I wrote the book was to also offer a glimmer of hope uh, to your listeners and anybody else who wants to listen, that uh, despite what's going on right now, there is uh, a great change. Somebody, Some people call it the Great Reset or the great change that's occurring right now where people's uh, consciousness are being changed for the better. And uh, and even though right now things look really bad, uh, it has been foreseen by, by my yogi master and other, uh, other seers in the past of a new age that's coming to earth. And that was another uh, reason why I wrote the book, um, is to offer uh, some of these uh, quite fascinating uh, truths. Well, one thing that I have told my listeners, and I've mentioned this before to other people, is that this year is will be a year of conflict, 2021. And conflict will continue because for those who may not know, we've entered the age of Aquarius. And yes. one thing I always mention, too, to my listeners is that comfort and growth are not friends. You have to go through struggles and discomfort in order to grow. However, next year in 2022, that will be a year of reaping. That will be a year of karma is what I have told my mm -hmm. listeners, where mm -hmm. people who have planted good seed in 2021 they will reap a good harvest in 2022. Those who have not, you know the answer to that. <laughs> so I I really believe that a lot of truths will be revealed. And it's kind of interesting because Mercury goes retrograde on the 29th of this month. We're already in pre-retrograde right now, and there's a super 
moon tonight on the 26th that's going to be in Sagittarius. But um, during Mercury retrograde, some of the things that come out are secrets. So I always tell people, don't be surprised if some secrets come out in June. <laughs> like some big secret or, or some shock, and especially with the UFO situation, where people have talked about UFOs in the past, and they've said, oh, yeah, I've seen this, or this happened to me, or what have you, and then everyone would say, oh, no, they're a crazy person, and there's no way right. UFOs exist. And then the government declassifies it and said, oh, yeah, we've seen some unidentified flying objects. We do think it might be a security issue, but, uh, yeah, they're real. <laughs> Absolutely, and uh, you're, you're totally on the ball there, uh, Casey. I, 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 I love your intuition and your experience with astrology, and, and you're, you're absolutely right. Um, you know, there's going to be revelations, maybe on the UFO front, maybe other revelations um, that, that will occur that will, that will be quite, quite amazing this year, absolutely. And, um, uh, you know, in, uh, in regards to uh, the age of Aquarius, you know, um, as you know, and your listeners probably know that it, it has started, and it's and it's pushing mankind to be more kinder, uh, not only to their family and friends, but to to countries and other people, and realize that we are one one human uh, race, and understand, you know, the philosophies of the law of karma. The action reaction is opposite and equal, like you said. That those, you we will reap what we sow, and um, that's something that really should be taught in schools before before math or science or English or any of that stuff. Is is the law of karma? Is you know you're welcome to do whatever you want to do so long as you're willing to pay the, the consequences, and it all you know it, it all comes back for good or or, or for bad. And uh, yeah, I think there'll be some very uh, yeah, the, the people who were called, you know, crazy will, will probably be listened to. Uh, the, a lot of the shows that I've been on, a lot of people have, have been very open. They haven't, uh, I know when my, my, my master revealed in the early 60s that he was in contact with these beings uh, who manned the flying saucers, he was ridiculed and laughed at. But, uh, even that, uh, thought pattern is changing. So, I guess it's part of the new age that's coming that this, the things that, that were suppressed and, and kept under key and, uh, uh, truth that were considered lies are now being coming, coming out as truth as well. So yeah, you're totally, you're totally with it on that, right, well, on that I, aspect. Well, I believe that I've, I've always said that it's kind of small when people say, oh, well, no, UFOs can't exist or oh, no, aliens can't exist because you have to think about it. We're just on planet Earth, is what I always tell people. And we haven't even explored all of planet Earth. We've actually, when it comes to the oceans, I mentioned this earlier today in one of my other episodes, we've explored less than 10% of the oceans. Less than 10% right. has been explored. Right. So that means that over 90% <laughs> is still open out there. That's why I, I've told people before, and I'm still sticking by this, I still believe the Megalodon is around. I honestly believe that. And I believe this over in the Mariana Trench. I, I don't believe, I don't know if you've seen the movie The Meg. Sometimes movies aren't too far off fact. Right. It, they, they seem to cross sometimes. And I haven't seen a Megalodon but some, my intuition is usually pretty good, is what I tell people. And obviously they see that when I do my tarot card readings and, and things of that nature, and I make right. certain predictions and what have you. But something tells me that that particular creature is still around. I'm not saying in great numbers or anything like that, right. but how can people – use all of these charts and everything else to say, oh, well, there's no way it can exist because it eats this. It eats, I believe they said, um, 2,500 pounds of food a day. And that isn't, that wasn't available then because the food ran out during a certain period and they would have died off. But if right. you haven't explored the entire ocean, 
how would you know? Right. And it's the same yeah. thing with space. If you haven't explored all of space, how can you just flat out say, oh, well, there aren't any aliens, there aren't any UFOs? Absolutely. And, um, you know, I wrote in my book that, that, that the greatest lie detector ever, ever, um, uh, ever created is our intuition. And uh, if we, you know, you have good perception, good intuition, but it's, some, it's just like a muscle that needs to be trained. And um, and the, the, if people stop, you know, becoming part of the mass hypnotized uh, um, zombie media that, that is, has total control over the minds of many people <laughs> and start in, thinking independently and open-minded, and I think the, the the push of the Aquarian age is actually raising these consciousness and where to the point now where you can fool some of the people some of the time, but unfortunately now you can't fool all the people all the time. And so um, people are awakening um, to to the fact that you know um, you know we, we we have a situation around the planet where we have these endless wars, we have this economic system that favors a minority of people becoming billionaires and while others are enslaved labor from earning a pittance you know we have this hatred between races we have hatred between religions uh, we have pollution and the, and the list goes on and on and um, people are finally getting to the point where you know where is this leading and and what it's leading to now is either either we change or, or, or we, or we regress. And, you know, you mentioned science fiction. I, I think sometimes truth is greater, uh, greater than fiction. Some of the aspects of truth are so amazing that, uh, that they go beyond fiction or any science fiction. And when it comes to the aspects of UFOs, um, to me, based on my own research, and, and again, you know, I tell, I'm sure you probably tell your listeners as well, is do your own research, do, keep your own open-mindedness, don't don't take my word for what I'm going to say, but do, do your own research and, 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 and check your intuition, but um, to me, the people who man these uh, flying saucers or UFOs uh, are extremely advanced, uh, not only scientifically, millions of years, but I also believe they're advanced millions of years spiritually. They're very spiritual beings as well. And these are the people that are watching us, that are monitoring us at this time um, of, of, of the great reset, of the great change. Well, one thing I will say, and this is just my personal belief and, and I guess what my intuition tells me, when it comes to spirit, spirituality, I feel that it's all connected to one source. I've always felt that. I felt Absolutely. that it's a, a bunch of yeah. rivers pouring into one yeah. ocean. So when people say, oh, well, I I represent God or I, I represent, you know, whatever name you want to call the divine, God, Allah, Yahweh, Jehovah, the, the list right. goes on and on. It's all one energy source. And it, it amazes me how some people don't, get that that and i explained too that's why everyone has some level of intuition some people's level of intuition is higher than others however everyone has some level of intuition because yes. everyone came from the source yes yeah the um the uh the yogis talk about uh the great out breathing of the divine and now, uh, where where the um, uh, you know where the absolute or the divine or the creator you know in, in involve itself into billions and billions of uh, you know uh, individual parts, um, which the scientists refer to as the Big Bang, and the yogis talk about the great in breathing now, where uh, evolution. Uh, where where people are evolving in different ways back to that creative source, and uh, one one particular truth I mentioned uh, the law of uh, the law of karma. Another uh, truth that that also uh, will be uh, discussed more openly and and will be revealed more to the masses is is the truth of reincarnation, because uh, that has been again suppressed. I don't know if you knew that 
new, but uh, uh, some Christian scholars recently have come forward uh, based on their own research that the Christian church actually suppressed uh, the teachings of reincarnation uh, hundreds of years ago in order to create that one life only, uh, in order to uh, control the masses. So I think uh, the law of reincarnation uh, needs to be uh, uh, taught to, to the whole world because that, first of all, explains the so-called um, uh, inequalities of mankind. Why is somebody born rich? Why is somebody born poor? Why is somebody born blind or another is three, year, three years old, a piano was yoked? You know, and all these things are extremely, uh, you know, they, they explain uh, why um, this so-called inequality. But also at the same time, people would think twice before they went to war knowing that, um, you know, uh, they, that they may be killing somebody who was their mother or brother or sister or brother, you know, father in the past life. Um, so that that law, I, I think, is is more and more being opened, and those who are suppressing this law will be replaced. And so, you know, coming back to what you said, that we're all part of the one divine, uh, re- reincarnation is, you know, uh, explains why we're, we're born different cultures, different religions, even different sexes, uh, in order to gain all that experience, in order for us to evolve. And um, my yogi master, Dr. George King, said there's only one reason why we are on this planet, and that's to raise our consciousness to the point where we can raise the, the, the kundalini power within us to, to reach these states of uh, samadhi or nirvana or cosmic consciousness uh, to the point where we can, you know, leave the leave the uh, the, the ladder of reincarnation and move on to higher and greater spheres. And so that's the reason why we're on Earth. We're not here to suffer. All this suffering that we bought has been our, pretty much our own doing. We can't blame uh, any 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 God or whatever for the conditions that are on this planet. We we are all responsible for the conditions that we're on that are on this planet. And it's no more. There isn't time now to shirk our responsibilities and say, well. You know, it's, it's them, or it's, it's, the, it's the Chinese, or the Russians, or it's this and that. Uh, we we all need to go on a collective, on a mental collective, and you know, as part of the uh, 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 the Aquarian Age, will be will be a a, a peaceful mental revolution. Uh, it has to start from the brain. It has to start mentally. Uh, because the mental aspect of man is much more powerful than the physical aspect of man. And this kind of renaissance is a spiritual renaissance that has to bring in the light, you know, the pranic energies, the spiritual energies, the chi or whatever people talk about through us and and send it out and, and help transmute this, um, you know, we talk about pollution. I mean, look at the pollution that's in the mind bell of Earth with all the hatred and and all these terrible polluting energies of envy and greed and avarice, and so um, we need to raise on a collective level our consciousness to send out this light and and transmute it and raise the consciousness of the whole. Well, one of the best quotes that I ever heard. I, I'm not sure if you are familiar with animation, Japanese cartoons, and mm-hmm. things of that nature. I I, Anime, I yes. love anime and there is this series called slayers and there's this sorceress called lena inverse and i'm adding context to this so my listeners will know (laughs) what's going on and she had to cast the spell she she's a sorceress and Mm -hmm. at the end to save everyone she had to cast the spell which was this crazy spell that to cast it, it would pretty much destroy everything. The end result ended up being that they thought they were just tapping into the power of what the individual known as the Lord of Nightmares, but also the Golden Lord, but it actually called on the Lord of Nightmares, and she became the Golden Lord. And the Golden Lord said when she appeared, she said, my mind is my power. 
power is my mind. When uncorrupted by other elements, my mind becomes my purest power. Right. When I heard that, I was like, wow, that is deep. That I was like, regardless of the source that is coming from, that is coming from a cartoon, that quote was, it, it just resonates. Some things resonate with people. I always talk about stuff resonating when you hear things and some things resonate. That quote has always resonated with me. My mind is my power. Power is my mind. When uncorrupted by other elements, my mind becomes my purest power. Yeah, that's a very, 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 very powerful statement. And, um, you know, um, one thing that, that, again, that people don't, are not aware of, but some of the, uh, some of the, you know, the yogi masters, I mean, coming back to my own yogi master, uh, you know, he, he was, um, he was a, a, an Englishman by the name of Dr. George King. And, um, Back in, uh, in, when he was in the, tw- in his twenties, uh, he was a section leader for the London Fire Brigade during the, during the Nazi Blitz in, in World War II and, and, uh, he had the terrible task of doing search and rescue and, um, he, um, you know, it really affected him picking up pieces of little children and, and some inclination from his past pushed him so after the war, yeah, he got into, um a serious study of, of yoga, not not just happy yoga, but you know, prana, pranayama, mantra, kundalini yoga, to 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 the point where he was practicing yoga for up to eight to ten hours a day, while still maintaining uh, his profession at that time was a London cab driver, and did that for ten years, till he reached these high states of of mind, which you talk about these powerful states of mind. Um, you know, uh, where he raised the power up to, uh, past the heart, even the heart center to the throat, even up to, up to the, the, uh, the sumna, the center between the eyes, uh, and, and even up to the highest, uh, chakra in, in the body, the Brahma chakra, to the point where, you know, he was then contacted by these higher beings, and they talked about, uh, these, this, invisible war that's going on right now that people are not aware of and you know we talk about anime we talk about uh, science fiction but 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 these wars behind the scenes I, I believe there is there are forces of darkness uh, and there are forces of light um, you know Dr. a yogi master can can is able to raise his consciousness and project from his body and go to these realms of existence now you talk about you know ten percent of the uh, oceans not uh, you know is, is all that's being uh, you know um, scanned right now. People are not even aware of of the other realms of existence on this planet. And Dr. King was able to project to these realms, and he said that the four lower realms below us, called the lower astral realms, where he said there are demonic forces, extremely intelligent forces. Uh, scientifically extremely advanced forces that live in these realms. And there are six levels above us, uh, and on the higher realms we have um, ascended masters who have reached a state of high spiritual, um, you know, uh, uh, evolution. And so behind the scenes, uh, there's an energy war that's going on where the forces, the demonic forces in the lower realms are still trying to enslave mankind and one way that they enslave mankind is to create this division between the races and the religions and the wars and all this suffering and the energy that's released from there, uh, it's kind of like their elixir, they feed on it and it makes them extremely powerful. And so we have the ascended masters on the higher, higher mental realms that are keeping a balance right now. And these things, again, have never been discussed in the media openly. They've been discussed casually uh, by different um, uh, different people you know who, who have some experience of these but one so some of the beings reve- these higher beings revealed is another aspect of what's going on right now 
is this energy war behind the scenes, which is, again is beyond science fiction because it's real. And uh, Dr. King physically went to these realms. So if you look just on the on on, on these realms of Earth, then if you project these to other planets, uh, these other planets in the solar system, yeah, you know, uh, Dr. King wrote a book back in 1960 called You Are Responsible, uh, actually it was in the 50s, where he said he projected to Venus and Mars and met higher civilizations on Venus and Mars. Now, scientifically speaking, um, just on the physical level, yeah, you could probably go to Mars and Venus or Jupiter or Saturn and you probably won't find any life on the physical realm because, you know, because of the terrible conditions or the, the cold or the heat. But what Dr. King said was these people of the higher civilizations are on the higher realms of existence, like level five and four. And he said that, and he described some of these civilizations as, as being extremely spiritual, humanoid, um, living on these realms. And, and quantum physics has, has recently come up with these equations that, that, that show that could be possible or parallel universes or, or, um, you know, existence of, 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 uh, universes that we're not aware of. And so he said you could go to Mars. And, and be there for 200 years and not even know that a civilization exists. And, and, and even here, we're not aware of some of the, uh, of the existence of these, uh, realms till we die and we go to these realms. But people, unless you're psychic, uh, we're not even aware of that. So, uh, again, you know, I think science is, is, because science is advancing, people are more open-minded now to the realization that these, uh, civilizations exist civilizations exist and what dr king said he says these civilizations are, are on every planet on in the solar system and beyond so it you know it's a it's it's a total insult to our intelligence when the media says could, could there be possible possibility of life you know in outer space it's it's like it's, it's laughable now wouldn't you agree casey Absolutely, because this is my thing. I, and honestly, when you were talking about the realms and and the the projection going to Mars and saying that you may not physically see anything if you were physically there, but on a higher level you could see something, what was going through my head and what I want to ask is do you think that these higher energies, I'll say, try to communicate because what you were talking about sounds almost like a Marvel movie. I don't know if you're familiar with Thor. Thor, Asgard, and then the other nine realms. And same thing with Doctor Strange with different realities and, and seeing different things. If not too far from that, do you think or, or, or possibly believe that these higher entities, these higher beings, communicate in a way where people who produce things, people who create things, like scripts in Hollywood or things on their job, it comes out into their work. And that is their way of helping humanity evolve or to open their eyes to certain things. Well, they said that, you know, um, that the, the, the emanations from these planets and these civilization are sent to inspire mankind. And I totally believe, believe that some of these, um, so-called Marvel stories, there's uh, elements of truth in them, or even the anime, animes, um, you know, um, there's elements of truth in, in, in everything because it's all part of creation. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, um, you know, on, on top of inspiration, they're also sending energies. Uh, Dr. King was, you know, was contacted uh, by by these beings who manned the, the spacecraft in 1954, and uh, in order to communicate with them, he had to reach the level of evolution as they are. They are, so they can't really openly contact us as basic humans, but he had to. The only way he could communicate with them was to raise his consciousness to the, to an extremely high level 
uh, above the heart center and then raise raise the power of Kundalini up to maybe the heart center and then focus uh, on on the beam of mental energy that was sent to him where where it could be translated through his larynx being an Englishman what was in English so there was over 600 uh, cosmic transmissions that came through him which were which have been recorded and uh, if people are interested in in these transmissions or some of what they have to say uh, they could go. They're welcome to go to Dr. King's uh, organization's website, which is uh, Aetherius.org, A-E-T-H-E-R-I-U-S.org. And again, you know, uh, I don't have the time, but they can they can openly uh, look at that website and and make their own conclu- conclusions based on that. And you talked about the inspiration of you know the movies and you know and and, and and other things as well you know i think a lot of the medical doctors and scientists you know have been inspired to help mankind have, have been inspirations that have come from the higher realms and then of course you know the scientists here that developed the atomic bomb and weapons of destruction i think those are inspirations from the lower realms as well so it works both ways and so um in regards to the inspiration of spiritual energy, um, uh, in, uh, in, ni- in the 1960s, Dr. King wrote a book called The Nine Freedoms, where he uh, wrote about the, uh, the true history of mankind over 18 million years on this planet. But he also talked about visiting a particular spacecraft uh, that was in orbit of Earth called Satellite Number 3. And he said this spacecraft was a mile and a half long and had extremely complex radionic computer systems on this spacecraft and then later on in a in a in a cosmic transmission it was revealed that uh, on this spacecraft uh, they have a complete uh, they have a complete information of the vibrational sequence of every man woman child plant fish animal everything that's on this planet on the spacecraft. Now you may want to wonder why they have a complete dossier. They said they have the information of all life streams on this planet that have, that have been in, on this planet, that are on this planet right now, and that will that will be on this planet in the future. And so one of the main reasons this craft comes into orbit periodically uh, uh, during the year that the next uh, the orbit will be, um, I think, July the fifth. Till, um, uh, till August, uh, August the fifth. But what happens is when this spacecraft comes into orbit, um, beams of spiritual energy are sent to individuals or groups that are doing good, that are sending out power. Um, I mean, this Casey is 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 beyond science fiction because what they said in these transmissions, what what the instrumentations on the spacecraft are beyond the imaginations of even the greatest scientists on this planet. That's how advanced they are scientifically, millions of years. And these spiritual beings are now sending uh, these energies. And all we have to do is, uh, you know, thought, as you know, travels uh, through the human body, I think, 600 miles per hour. Uh, But in free space, it travels at uh, four and a half or four million times the speed of light. And they can pick up uh, thought impulses that we send out from Earth when they're in orbit. And we can actually contact these cosmic beings or the spacecraft and, and ask for these energies. And these energies will be beamed down individually to any life stream on this planet. And, and we can and, and enhance these energies and send it out for the benefit of mankind. Or, or collectively, they can send it to 100 million people at one time. This is the kind of technology spiritual technology that is being used at this particular moment which is just for me when i heard about it first of all it blew my mind because it goes beyond anything science fiction can ever create but the other thing that it really got to me was this tremendous amount of hope that we have beings that have been watching us for millions of years and are trying to raise our vibration and they're saying to us listen you were gods at one time you know, you've regressed so so terribly, but you were spiritual gods at one time, and they, they're asking us to raise our consciousness and join them 
you know, if you look at the leaders of the world or the political leaders or the religious leaders, they just try to keep power to themselves and they want to control the masses. And here we have something beyond that that is telling us to raise our vibrations and join them. To me, I think it's the biggest, biggest uh, hope that I've ever come across in all my life. And, and, I, and, and if your listeners really want to know if this thing is real, all they have to do, like, is stand in front of a mirror, raise their hand, and just send white light out to the mirror. And then you'll feel this tingling coming back because this energy, this spiritual energy, pranic energy, is very tangible, very real. And it does, uh, it does heal. It does heal the mental, the psychic, the spiritual and physical wounds of, of any life stream on this planet. And so we as a race now need to actually send this, send this energy out on, on the dawn of this Aquarian age. And that's the message that the, I believe the cosmic masters that we call are, 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 are telling mankind is to, is, is enough is enough. Uh, we need to do, uh, we need to take the action. They can't come to us. We have to come to them. Okay. I can definitely agree with a lot of that. I really, really can. One thing that I do want to say is I believe, and this is my personal belief on this, is that those who are creative might be more open or, um, I guess you could say, let me articulate it differently. Those who are creative may have a raw talent to connect to higher entities because their mind is already open to many things and their mind is already programmed for creation. Well, you know, creative people, people, uh, people like musicians and, uh, you know, act, you know, uh, artists, um, you know, they're, 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 they're highly sensitive people. They're, they've attuned their bodies and minds, uh, you're right, to the higher inspirations, uh, and that's where they get them from. But on the other hand, Casey, um, uh, what, what these masters are saying that it doesn't, even if you're a mass murderer, he says energies will still be sent to you. So they look, they don't, they don't send it to just good people. They send it to anybody. They say they can, even in the lower, lower astral realms, so it's not only limited to this physical plane, but all the higher planes and the lower planes, uh, they have a complete control of these energies. And they'll send it to anybody, uh, you know, who's saint or sinner, uh, if, if they, if, if at that time they have this desire to help or serve. So, um, that's, that's also the beauty of them. They don't discriminate between good and bad people. They want, in fact, they, they show more compassion towards the people who've regressed than the people who who are who are actually more spiritually evolved. Wow! I guess that shows their greatness. Okay, that's interesting info. That's a lot. Like all of this information, it's a lot to take in, but it it kind of makes sense to a certain degree when you think about traditional religion where it goes back to everything seems to be the same. What you're talking about in hundred percent Casey. One way or another is it's all going that back to chills, the same that thing. all chills down my spine when you said that. Hundred percent. It it's all the same. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it's all the same. I mean these the you know People follow political ideologies. Uh, you know, the greatest political leaders of this world, you know, uh, the three that I follow is, is, is the Master Jesus, the Lord Krishna, and the Lord Buddha. You know, they made the greatest political statement uh, ever. And, 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 you, and you're right. You know, their teachings are exactly the same. <laughs> you know, the spiritual laws are exactly the same. They were just given in different cultures, different times, but they're exactly the same. There's no difference. And even what the cosmic master said, they said, and, and also, you know, they've revealed that people like the, the master Jesus uh, in the Bible actually said, the master Jesus said that I'm from the house of David, 
uh, and the bright morning star. And the bright morning star, of course, is Venus. And they said that the Master Jesus was from Venus, from the higher mental realms of Venus, and so was the Lord Buddha. The Lord Krishna, they said, was from the higher mental realms of Saturn. Uh, people like uh, uh, Lao Tse, uh, Patanjali, you know, uh, a lot of these great spiritual masters were, were from these higher men- mental realms and, and did incarnate onto physical realms and teach these these spiritual laws, you know, basic laws like what part of thou shall not kill, don't you understand? Right, and this is my, this is where I have a question though, and I'm pretty much, I'm pretty sure I know the answer, but I'm, I'm just bouncing this off with you. Where you have these different religions, and right. for me, one thing I do if I need help, I call on the divine, and then also I'll call on the angels. Right. If someone is calling on whatever their um, I would say whatever their universe can have. Oh God! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you um, for that. Whatever their higher power is, whatever their celestial help that they're looking for is, the entities that are above and listening through the through the other realms. I'll say the good entities. Do they usually say, okay, let's see what we can do to honor this request? Because that's what people do, at least in Christianity, when people pray, they pray for God to give them strength, just like I pray for God or the divine to give me strength. I pray for the angels to intervene when they can, which is another thing, too, which a lot of tarot card readers say, that with the angels, they do not intervene unless asked. Because we all have free right. will, you have to ask yes. them for yes. help. Yes, exactly. We have to go to them. They, they don't come to us. They're, that's the, that's the way evolution works. They're highly evolved beings, so they can't break the law of karma and come down to us. Uh, we we have to we have to put right the situations that we've created. They can't just suddenly land on mass and fix everything because. You know, we'll be left in the wilderness of, of, of inexperience. We have to rise. In one of the cosmic transmissions, um, they, they said that uh, another uh, planetary race was approached, uh, out, you know, in the galaxy that, were go- that was going through a similar situation that we are going on planet Earth right now. And they listened to the, to the advice and they, and they opened their minds up to these spiritual energies. And they said within 50 years that whole planet changed. And so if we on mass suddenly, you know, I don't think it's going to happen tomorrow, uh, but if we start opening, opening ourselves up and realizing that we all metaphysically all, you know, we're our brother's keeper. Uh, Dr. King made himself very unpopular in the 60s when he said that the communist Chinese is just as close to you as your children. People didn't like to hear that truth. And in my book, I said the terrorists are just as close as your family. And it's only through lives of experience that we realize that we are, like you said, part of the one entity, part of the one divine, just in different aspects of um, of evolution. But we are one, we are one race. So, so if you murder somebody, uh, you bring down the whole civilization a little bit. And if you raise or heal somebody, you bring up the civilization. And, and they, they're even saying that it could be even 300 up to, you know, maybe a couple of thousand of people, if they got together and said, started sending out the light, they could transform this world. Um, I belong to a group that, that we're online every day. We're in, we're in 50, 50 different countries and we send out this light and, uh, and if people want to experience it, it's free. They can go online to, um, 12 blessings. Dot org the twelve be numerical twelve blessings dot org and join us in, in sending out this light which is so critical and another aspect which your listeners may not be aware of is of course you know most indigenous tribes know that this that this planet is not just a piece of rock but a beautiful living breathing advanced goddess 
that has sustained us and kept us for millions of years and and has you know given us a refuge through space she she has been now told by the cosmic agencies to raise her vibrations and so every year she's raising her vibrations in accordance to 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 her revolving herself back into you know the the evolutionary cycle that she was at one time and so uh part of that is also a major part of that I don't believe again the media saying that climate change is because of um uh carbon emission that's just a small aspect of it um the ice melt the ice caps are melting the weather's are changing and all this is due to uh, mother earth also raising the vibrations the ionosphere is slowly gradually being taken down there's more ultraviolet rays which is causing the the, the global warming and the cosmic rays are coming in which are actually very beneficial for for the planet itself and so in order for us to even survive on planet earth now we also need to raise our vibrations and so in the coming centuries uh the, there is going to be a tremendous uh uh change in the mother earth herself and there won't be four seasons as we know it uh, but a temperate climate around the world, a beautiful climate similar to one in Hawaii where, you know, there won't be a spring, summer, um, you know, autumn, winter. And uh, so that's also part of the change. And and one thing that Dr. King also said that now if people don't conform to this, because I believe this is the beginning of the end of mankind as we know it, in a very positive way is that in with the new age coming in the next few centuries uh, those that can't handle these vibrations in mercy will be actually taken away from this planet through death and we'll have to do a reincarnation cycle on another planet which um, is on the other side of the solar system it can't be seen from the earth but Scientists have calculated that it's there. They call it Planet X. They say it's about 10 times the size of Earth. And the cosmic masses have said that those people like the warmongers or the polluters or the, you know, economic manipulators, uh, you know, all those people who won't conform to this great change, this spiritual renaissance, will, in mercy, because they won't be able to handle the vibrations, in mercy will be taken to this other planet to start uh, the evolutionary cycle, maybe thousands of years regressed compared to those who will stay on this planet. So that's another reason also uh, that we need at this time to to make this spiritual change as well. Wow. This has been amazing. This has been an amazing conversation. Rajid, I I thank you for taking the time to speak with me today. I'm I'm glad we covered so many things. You are always welcome to come back on this podcast anytime that you want to. And also can you say the name of your book for the audience again? Yeah, it's uh it's called The The Struggle for World Sanity and it's available on Amazon, on uh, Kindle, uh print print and also audio uh audiobook. So um, they can just find it there. Okay, perfect. And if if they also want to contact me, I don't know. I have an acting website, but I don't do that much now. But on a personal, I have a personal email, which is w a j i d the number four g k at gmail dot com. They can contact me there. Okay, excellent. Well, thank you for sitting down and having a conversation with me. And as I said before, you're welcome to come back anytime. Thank you so much, Casey. It was a real pleasure. And, uh, and uh, it was really good to, to mesh with you on a spiritual, mental, psychic level as well. <laughs> <laughs> that concludes the segment for Conversations with Casey with Wajid Hassan. It was truly amazing and, and believe it or not full disclosure this is my second time recording the ending part I recorded it earlier this morning and I had said that today was Wednesday and then I looked at my 
calendar and I'm like, wait a second, today is Thursday. So I'm recording this now over again for the second time closing things out. But definitely I, I am open to having Wajib back on the show. And also don't forget to support his book, The Struggle for World Sanity, which is available on Amazon. KIRWKC.com, main podcasting platform. This podcast is carried on Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Overcast, Bullhorn, Amazon Music, Audible, and several other podcasting platforms. KIRWKC on all the social media platforms. Thank you again to all of the listeners for your support. You have made this podcast such an amazing thing. So many amazing things have been happening. I actually am doing an interview and having a conversation with someone this weekend. And another person also wants to come on the show. In addition to that, another person wants to come on the show. It's just a point of coordinating and and all of that stuff. But again, thank you to all of the listeners for your support. Until next time, be blessed.